0: Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. Now we're recording. All right. As I said before, the call in number is 347-202-1162. We're going to be discussing quite a few things that I have to discuss. It's an emergency podcast because I can't take it anymore. My fucking head's going to explode. Hang on. Hang on. Let's bring this guy on. I want to bring this guy on. Hello. Hey. There are you, you there? are. Holy shit. I was about to fucking wow. have a heart attack. I must have the wrong Skype for you. I don't know. Uh yeah, because
1: I had Skype on my phone and Skype on my desktop, and like nothing's happening. And then the whole weirdness with uh, uh, Facebook—like it's ringing. I'm like accepting. Right. It says connecting, and it doesn't do oh, anything.
0: I know. Listen, you're on now. You're on now. You don't. Have, you don't <laughs> have to worry about it. But but someone does want to say something to you. I hate Uh-oh. you.
1: I don't like
0: <laughs> that. That's that's what they're gonna say. A lot of people don't like you, Stefan, and and I, you know what I think it is. I think it is. I like you, but I think it is because I follow you on Facebook. Okay, and what you do is you post everything. You know, you post the bad, there's no question, but you do. Po- I mean, you just listen, that's the reality. This is what's going on. You post what's going on. But I think some people take that as, oh, you're such a downer. You just got to post everything. Well, but that's what's going on. And you're posting a lot of stuff that's going on where you live. And California is a fucking nightmare. There's all kinds of shit going on all the time. So you're really just posting what's going on in California around you, but it seems like it's constant. You know what I mean? I th- I, and I think people take that as you being negative. You're not being negative. You're just posting what the fuck is going on and people should be aware. And if it sparks discussion, great. And it's, in- you know what I'm saying? I, I, I,
1: th- I know. I mean, and and I can post like 20 times in a row about a hearing coming up in LA city and then like three people show up. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And like I was explaining before, I'm going to explain it again. So, uh, you know, years ago, I started Tea Time. Uh, when I started it, uh, I was told it was ridiculous. I was told that Tea Time's not going to go anywhere because your labeling is uh, too boring. You're not in a box. Uh, there's no sweetener in it. Um, you don't have like bright colors. Uh, your marketing, uh, everything. Oh, everything I was doing was wrong as far as they were concerned. Everything I was doing was wrong, and I'm just there's there's no way that my company's going to make it. No way. My co-packer even told did, me did that. Ever, in, in, in a very considered Did they night... ever
1: consider that you were going after a different clientele? Well, well you
0: know, and that's the thing. My co-packer even told me that when I when
1: I first started.
0: He's like, he's like, Kevin. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he goes, we he goes, we only have one e-liquid that has no added sweetener in it, and it's our worst seller. He says, I'm not, you know, trying to discourage you. I'm just being honest with you. And I said, okay, fair enough. So anyway. I do this. I do it my way. So then I foolishly listened to the industry again when they were people were telling me, okay, now I gotta go out and get in stores, you know. But but you think naturally, okay, I have a juice, I gotta get it in stores now. I want to be in stores. So now I attempt to go out and get into stores. And let me tell you something. Having to keep your, your e liquid in a vape shop, in a store, let's say you're dependent on store sales, right? I can't even be getting Stefan probably understands this. I can't even begin to tell you how difficult it is because what happens is is you walk okay, you walk into a vape shop. This is what I used to do when I first started tea time. I walk into a vape shop and and I now I have something that's different than what the guy's selling because he has like, you know, Candy King and all the southern nominom shit and all this crazy fucking shit. He's got all these different juices and nothing like mine. You know, all the stuff that that's the typical seller's nothing like mine. So number one, I had to, 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 it it was a benefit because I could say I have something different, but it was also a curse because they were like, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's going to sell it. I'll tell you, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Most stores will say, no, you get some to say yes. When they do say yes. And they take your juice on, then you're like, great. But then you want to keep them. And the problem is it's a, it's a hard time to keep them because they'll carry your juice for a little bit until nobody's buying it anymore. Then they want to clear the job of a vape shop really is, is just cycling juice. They have a few that they'll keep, that are like good sellers, but really the rest they just cycle through because people want new shit. So it is so difficult, not only do you have to go and get them to take, buy your juice for the first time, but you gotta get them to keep it too, and that's and that's tough, and really the best way to do it is just go, if there's any way you go see them personally, you walk into their shop, you're not gonna get them on the phone, I owned a vape shop. When they fuck, I told my employees, any juice company, I just tell them whatever, take a message, fuck them. I I got the time for that shit. Um, you know, it, it's very, you really have to go into the shop. It is so tough. I remember days going on, Stefan. I would go to seven, eight shops. I drive around the Northeast. I get nothing. Two, three days, nothing. You know how frustrating that is. You're like, oh, but then like you go to the fourth day and you get like two grand in, in sales. You're like, yeah, I got some sales, you know, but it's such a nightmare. It's such a hard thing to do. But they told me, Kevin, if you want to make it, that's what you got to do. You got to go to these stores and be in stores. And I was doing this and doing this. And not only was it tough, I was getting sales. But not only was it tough, I also had a bunch of the industry against me because they were telling people not to do business with me. Because God bid, I'm a horrible fucking person. I, they called. Oh. Me, they, you know what they did? They called. They called me Mr. Candy King. You wanna know why? They called Uh-oh, me Mr. Oh,
1: because you had Brian on. Yes, I had
0: Brian on. And let me tell you something, you motherfuckers. I just talked to Brian a few days ago, and I'm having him on again. So, <laughs> so that you know, listen. Who doesn't? <laughs> let's be honest. You can hate Candy King, and you can hate Drip more. That's fine absolutely fine. You can hate them. You could say they're responsible for this whole kids and vaping, which they're not. There were plenty of people doing what uh, Candy King was doing way before Candy King. But anyway, you can hate them all you want. That's fine. You can say they're horrible. They've fine. That's fine. No problem. But even those people want to hear from him. Who doesn't want to hear from him? He had talks with the FDA. Don't you wonder what the fuck they talked about? I do. I know even you fucking haters of Candy King do. You want to hear all that shit? I want to hear it too. And that's what I bring. And all you fuckers that gave me shit for having him on, all listened to that show. All of you did. That was one of my most listened to shows out of the nine fucking years I've been doing this, Stefan. So. <laughs> and numbers don't lie. Yeah, and numbers don't lie. Exactly. So so anyway, it, w- it was very tough. So I went along with this ridiculous concept of I have to do this, I have to get in stores. It was very tough. So then I said, you know what, fuck this, I'm, gonna f- I'm just going to focus with online. I'm going to focus selling direct to my customers. Which again, they all said, oh, that's stupid, Kevin. Well, guess what? Guess what, Stefan? Over the years, now we're to the point where we are now, right? So now, if I was dependent on stores carrying my product like the juice industry told me I needed to be, I'd more than likely be out of business right now. Out of business. Because I sell direct to my customers, I'm not out of business. Because, and, and let me tell you something, here's the scariest thing about what the FDA just said. I can't believe everybody's passing over this. People are just passing over this. And you tell me, Stefan, maybe I'm mistaken, but I don't know how in the world people aren't bringing this up. So, And I, and I know you read this, Stefan. So I'm mm-hmm. at the point where now it says, for ENDS products marketed without FDA authorization, FDA tends to prioritize enforcement against. Okay, I'm at that part. Right, right. They, yes, they name three things. Now, this is the one everybody's focusing on. Any flavored cartridge based ends product other than a tobacco or menthol flavored ends product. So that, that's one thing they're going to be uh, uh, putting, what w- enforcement means. Any, so what is that exactly, Stefan? Any closed like views or enjoy or blue Sigs. they sell the closed, like the closed pod system, the, the things where you buy the blue sig, that you can buy the sealed closed flavor pods. They're referring to those, correct?
1: Right. Basically, there's, um, we've all grown up with the term closed and open. Yes. Unfortunately, those terms are not granular enough to describe the the range of different other products out there. So they came up with sealed and unsealed. Yeah. So sealed is basically if it comes pre filled, but it's intended to be refilled, or it comes as an empty pot, but there's a bottle of liquid in the package that is part of the product itself. But uh, yeah, closed systems are basically not not designed, not intended to be refilled.
0: Right, exactly. So, okay, that's what everybody's discussing. We all understand that. Here's the second thing they said, that I, this baffles my mind. No one's going nuts over this because um, 90% of the e-liquid companies should be. Listen to this. All other ends products for which the manufacturer has failed to take or is failing to take adequate measures to prevent minor access and... So number 1 they want to ensure that you know people are age verification for example you go to T time I have age verification you have to go through the age verification thing mm-hmm. blah 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 Here here's the crazy one any ends product that is targeted to minors or whose marketing is likely to promote use of ends by minors So right. what they're yep. saying is what now, and call me crazy Stefan but okay what I think they're saying is is so now they can set let's say they can send an enforcement officer in to say uh, Billy Bob Blow Me's fucking vape shop in West Virginia, right? And they walk mm-hmm. in there, and if they see any bottles of e-liquid that they feel are appealing to children, marketing-wise, flavor-wise, they can say, nope, no fucking way, right? Isn't that what that's saying? They're going to start enforcement of products that they feel are appealing to children, which is 90% of the e-liquid industry.
1: <laughs> exactly and right. if, you, if you listen to all the tobacco control freaks out there and all the folks who are constantly in all the meetings what do they describe as youth appealing uh anything that has colors anything that has a cartoon <laughs> yes, anything a- that comes in a package right. and uh oh my god if it comes in a white package as boring as shit like jewel well that that's clearly appealing to kids too so uh tech- technically everything is considered but appealing but to but
0: kids. what i think they're gonna do is i think okay i'll give you a good example um uh what's a fucker's name there lonnie bozeman lonnie bozeman a while ago made uh, uh he made an e-liquid that was a gummy bear e-liquid now mm-hmm. the packaging is just it's very plain you know there's nothing appealing about it to a, a, a youth or really anybody at all it's a very plain package Right. Oh, yeah. the
1: the silver, silver, silver style, glossy silver vape uh, labels. Yeah, I know.
0: Yes. But it's a gummy bear flavor. So I think because it's gummy bear, they'd say, nope. gummy bears are appealing to kids. Got to go. I mean, it's going to come down. And I and I've been saying this for years and nobody fucking listens to me. I said they're going to get to a point where they're going to be looking at marketing and what the flavor is. And you know what? If they think it's appealing to a child. Good fucking buy. So I knew this for years. So all you juice company fucking morons, <laughs> when I designed Tea Time, I knew this. I knew it was going to come to this. And I wanted to have something where they looked at it and said, yeah, he's not appealing to any kid. Fucking cherry vanilla tea, you know, but that's not appealing to any kid at all. It's a fucking, it's a boring label. I understand I have a boring label, though it's nice. It's boring. It was meant to be that way. That's why my my customer base is in their 40s and 50s. Uh. I made it because I knew it was going to come to this. I knew it.
1: Well, it's all about how you do business and what your target clientele is. And most of the industry has been targeting the slightly younger, 18 generation. to 25. Yes, who doesn't have a lot of money to spend, hence the whole race through the bottom on, on, on illiquid pricing. Yet, you could choose to go the route of growing slower. But actually having a steady growth and having long-term plans and actually like following through on that, right. that's something that, that the industry as a whole generally hasn't done over the years. So if you shoot for like the 30-plus, the, the 40-year-old uh, demographic, you're also shooting for, for a clientele that has generally more disposable income. I thank you.
0: <laughs> I would say you're absolutely <laughs> correct. And, you know, and that's exactly. And I know this from running a vape shop, owning a vape shop and having an, being in this industry for years and years and years. I the 18 to 25 year old. I understand why they design the e-liquid the way they did, because you make it nice and sweet. You dump a bunch of sucralose and you put some bright colors <laughs> on a box, you know, like, I'm gonna buy it. And they buy it and they vape. It, oh, it tastes good. You know, and, and it gets and it gets them to do that initial buy. The problem with the e-liquid industry did was they made everything so terrible and sweet. They made it so important to get that initial buy. They didn't design juices to keep the customer.
1: No, but it also helped in like additional coil sales, right?
0: Oh, yes. Coil sales are very important. <laughs> yes. We used to sell coils. That... I remember that when uh, years ago in the FDA, there was talk that they weren't going to allow. They may not allow single coil um, sales. And I was like, holy shit, because <laughs> you know, we, we kill it on single coil sales. Uh yes yes that's correct and they also want a liquid the shop does that. I mean and listen it's not bad of them it's smart you want you want to you want a great business you know you want to sell your customer a juice that's gonna wreck the coil in three days and they'll be back every three days you want to sell them a juice that's not gonna wreck their coils for thirty days you're gonna choose a three day one I, I, I get it
1: and and then you help them to lower their nicotine concentration without actually helping to lower their nicotine consumption so you switch them from twelve to six now they vape twice as much go through – Two times as many yeah, yeah. coils, plus <laughs> yeah, you get right. to sell like twice the yeah, amount of liquid volume. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Put them down to three, you'll be fucking getting rich off them. No, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and, and people, oh, and, I, and I have to say this too, because I said I was going to say this on my next podcast. I was going to tell vape shops what they need to do to save themselves. Here's the reality, okay? Here's the reality. I know some of you have been convinced by certain advocacy groups around the country that, or whether they're e-liquid company owners, e-liquid company wholesalers, distros, whoever the fuck this tried to convince you, they're trying to convince you that banning online sales is going to bring business back to your vape shop. It's not. Not going to happen. Not, 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 not going to happen. It's not going to bring back business. Uh, there will be 50 million Chinese websites that will pop up if that ever happened. They'll always have a place to buy. It's never going to... The days, the glory days of a vape shop, they're over. Yes. They're unfortunately over. It's not going to come back. So now you go, what do I do? Well, then what do I do? I got a five-year lease. What the fuck do I do? Here's what you do. I'm telling you what you do. The reality now, whether we like it or not, is the general population here in America, at least here in America, the general population believes vaping and e-cigarettes to be just as bad as smoking or worse. We're like cigarettes now, whether you like it or not. We're not different. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, we are cigarettes. It's that simple. Whether you fucking like it or not, we are. And when we just made the age now to purchase cigarettes to 21 nationwide, now that even more solidifies us is we're just like fucking cigarettes, okay? So here's what needs to be done. Here's the only saving grace that I see you having. And I'm going to do this here in Connecticut with fucking uh, Lamont. As soon as, I, as soon as he fucking responds to my messages and answers me, and he will. I'll tell you what, Stefan. I've been tweeting that, that guy every day. Very nice tweets. Once a day, only once a day for the past month. I'm going to do it for another month. If he doesn't respond to me, I'm going to go to the media. I'm going to say, look, I've called this guy. I've emailed this guy. I'm tweeting him fucking for months on end. How do I get five minutes with my governor? I'm a lifelong <laughs> resident of Connecticut. I'm a business owner. I've lived here all my life. You fucking got – the guy bragged about I have an open-door policy. Well, it, open the door then. Give me five minutes. Right,
1: exactly. And and speaking of Connecticut, uh, noticed in the news this morning that uh, additional pressure is being being put on the state to hurry up with their damn flavor man.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. So – and it's crazy. But anyway, so here's here's what needs to be done, okay? And, and it's not going to be easy. This is not going to be easy at all. There's going to be a huge fight. I guarantee you. If they're going to do it this way where you have to be 21 to buy, pretty much now they've defined cigarettes and vaping as just like alcohol essentially. You got to be 21, mm-hmm, you got to yep. be an adult. So now we're going to treat it that way. So now what's going to happen is, is you can't sell cigarettes or vaping products in convenience stores, uh, grocery stores, drug stores, gas stations, all gone. Cigarettes and vaping products should only be sold in adult-only establishments. That's it. If you're gonna fucking say you gotta be 21 to buy it and you're so concerned about kids getting their hands on it, that's what we did here in Connecticut. You can't you have to do buy liquor, you gotta go to a liquor store, an adult only store. You can't buy liquor anywhere else, but in an adult only establishment, same thing with this. And then you have these you're gonna have to sell cigarettes. You're gonna have to, but you could sell it all. You sell vape stuff, cigarettes. Uh, you sell your e-liquid. You could sell your CBD juice or whatever other horse shit that they're throwing out there now because they can't sell liquid anymore. Sell whatever the fuck you want, but you got to sell it all. Sell everything. Right.
1: The, the, the techni- Technically, C-stores, the larger ones, will, will not be too impacted by that anyway because if you look at places like, uh, for example, Ohio, uh, you cannot buy alcohol in the C-store itself. Right. But they normally have this like uh, shop within a shop that is age-gated, age-controlled, and that's where you – Buy your alcohol, so it's still in the same physical space. It's just walled off, and this is why tobacco control in California has been. Um writing 12-page reports about the Oakland model and the problem and why adult-only exemptions are being fought so hard by them pretty much right off the bat. What happened in Oakland is we, we argued for an adult exemption. We got it. Then then San Francisco starts with their flavor. I mean, this, this has been brewing for years, right? Yeah. So what happened was most of the gas stations and sea stores and everybody who had a tobacco retail license basically created a tiny little store within their store. In some cases, it was like basically a hole in the wall with like uh, fake walls around it but city's been signing off on the tobacco retail licenses because technically well it fits in with like age-gated access you check before you, you don't let anybody in there's only space for one person to stand in that little spot but right yeah all the seats the, the adult only exemption didn't did not accomplish what they Figured it would do, and yeah, all the C stores, gas stations are still selling cigarettes and flavored products, and you name it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and listen, I know, and and I know everybody's gonna say, oh that's crazy." That well, listen, yes, you're right. Uh, the convenience stores will lobby the hell out of that. Uh, cigarette companies will will they'll be like, "Fuck no, they don't want that. They want to stay everywhere they are." But you know right. what? At the end of the day, if a governor, any a legislator, any state, if they're really really serious about not having kids have access to tobacco products, fuck this only vaping shit, tobacco products, cigarettes, e-cigarettes, all, all this shit, then it's an easy solution. They have to be in adult only stores and pull them out of all these stores because, you know, these days, that's when I was a kid, we had cigarette machines. I used to walk into the pizza place, oh, yes. slip some quarters in a cigarette machine. And there I went. Or I could go to Bristol, which was the shitty town next to me. And those convenience stores didn't give a shit. They sold us beer. They certainly you know, they sold us everything. They didn't give a fuck. Um, but nowadays, yes, I would say majority of them are getting them easily inconvenienced. Well, the FDA has proven that with their stings. That's where they're getting them. So
1: True. And, and, and here's the other problem. Um, nobody's really tracking that at, at state and local levels combined with FDA data, because th- th- that's not just one set of data at all. Uh, what I would like to see is basically do this whole like adult only establishments for a period of 24 months making sure there's no other tobacco product available anywhere a under-21-year-old could go in, then do the same set of sting operations and measurements, and then see what the use in that area is. If the use remains the same or didn't substantially go down, and if the sting operations are still just a minor percentage, then clearly the physical retailers are not the problem. Right. Well, we've got... Plenty, plenty of laws already that need to be enforced in terms of age restrictions on online. So if they're de- getting it online, where are they getting it from? Not from legit online retailers, they're getting it from illicit online retailers. Of course. Folks, folks dumping shit on eBay. Fast tech. <laughs> That's where they it tech, from. Fast tech, right. They get it so, from fast tech. The, 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 the trick is, if, if you can shift the problem, and you can show that the problem is not with, with the good players, then, well, government has a problem, because ba- banning it from stores and, and driving small business out the business is like it's not going to accomplish anything at all so well hey good luck going after all the illicit ebay sellers yeah, uh, go, it, go spend 200 million on that yeah it's not
0: it's absolutely not i think and so so here's what i'm going to propose to lamont i'm going to say number one all the stuff's got to be in adult only establishments all of it you know what we as vapors have to start screaming about smoking and i'll tell you why because when i look at all these anti-vape articles i i i have a habit of going through facebook and looking at various towns local news facebook pages because a mm. lot happens. A lot happens on those. It's very interesting. You get you get a really good perspective of what the normal person is thinking, mostly yes. normal. So I look at those a lot. And when you see these vaping stories come up for the past three, four months, what I see the majority of these people saying is, well, what about cigarettes? You yeah. know, they're, they're going, okay, that's nice. You're vape. What about cigarettes? And they're, they're not getting a response. They're not getting an answer. They we and who? someone needs to start an organization and call I don't know anything stop cigarettes stops, you know, uh, stop the cigarette or something with cigarette something because you have to say these anti groups, they don't care about cigarette smoking anymore. And let's be honest, that's the biggest problem is cigarette smoking. God damn it,
1: address the cigarette smoking problem. We need to really – Yeah, but look at, look at what they're doing. Look at their strategies. I am I am absolutely convinced that the tobacco control groups and all these faux public health organizations actually think that cigarettes are the preferred and best possible way to get kids off of vaping.
0: Uh, and and it could be,
1: but yeah. But you know what? They're
0: they're all they're all so crazy. You know what's funny is is the Truth Initiative. These motherfuckers look at all these commercials. Jewel, 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 stop jeweling. Jewel this, jewel that. Jewel, Jewel, Jewel. Okay. So these these recent uh, guidance uh, FDA guidance rules come out the other day right? Mm-hmm. And you're right. You posted about it. You're absolutely right. They switched their tune. All of a sudden, they, now now it's flavors, flavors. That's the kids and the flavors. And then they put out some horseshit thing where they're claiming there was some study that showed that 74% of high school kids purchased their vape products from vape shops. That's fine. Where'd that come from? That's a bunch of line of bullshit. I don't know if they just made that up uh, yeah, or what.
1: That's, that's bullshit. And they actually did a, a, a larger scale version of that last year in in California, and what they discovered was that 55% of vape shops were selling to minors, yet they couldn't find vape shops because it included the head shops and tobacco shops. Right. But, uh, they they did a typical Glenn style uh, fuck around with the numbers, and they came up with this like really dangerously sounding number that has since been used in oh god just about every hearing I've I've been at because oh my god look at that all these vape store owners are selling to kids well they're, they're actually not because if you look at the products that they find in schools it's often products that these stores don't even have it's either pod systems that are a little outdated or older box systems or jewels but that's sort of like dwindling rapidly right uh, if you look at school confiscations there's an interesting part where most of the hardware that they show is over a year to two years old yeah. Almost nobody carries that. So if they're getting that in the past year from stores, well that that, that would be impossible. Right. Where else are they getting are are they like going into mom mommy and daddy's stash because hey they've been avid vapors and collectors, there's like twenty mods sitting around. Don't don't notice if one's gone. Sure. And hey, don't worry about the batteries because you you can buy batteries when you're underage. Right. Uh, maybe older siblings. I mean, it it seems a a lot of these products are like hand-me-downs in some way.
0: They are. But but, but it also, you know, there's something else too because my wife was telling me, she's like, she says, what I don't understand is, is these current guidance did nothing for Juul. It, it didn't do anything to Juul at all. Nope. Juul wasn't Thank affected. God. In fact, it took all of Juul's competition off the market. So it was <laughs> a great. So yeah, so it was a great thing for Juul. So she's like, she's like, why isn't Truth Initiative like yelling like you didn't take Juul off? And that's the problem. And I told her, I said they really don't want Juul off the market. They don't want cigarettes off the market. In order for Truth oh. Initiative to be of existence, they have to have something to be fighting against. And you know what? If the industry, if this, if the tobacco industry is serious about converting just to heat not burn and and vaping and really really eliminating smoking well then they have to have vaping be an enemy because they got to keep on going
1: it, you know, it, exactly it, and their cigarette sales are going to continue to decline whether vaping is around or not and any momentary little blip on the radar of people returning to smoking is not going to be a substantial enough number to like bring back the glory days of high stock prices yeah so yeah i mean this doesn't affect jewel sort of levels the playing field, in, in fact, <laughs> which which is sort of an interesting thing. But at the same time, uh, looking at the over 150 lawsuits from school districts, states, yeah. municipalities <laughs> it's, it's against just... you well, sorry, this is how the MSA started. Just pile up all these lawsuits, yep. demand money, make absolutely no point other than you addicted our kids and now we're suffering financially for it because we have to deal with it. We want money. Well, you're just basically building the case for a much larger scale settlement type agreement well a master settlement it's just fucking history repeating itself
0: i i I think it's i think it's to the point yes i i think it's to the point where uh jewel there's already something going on with that i think already um because the way they're being protected is just insane i don't see how that couldn't be um but and, and i understand that cigarettes are being protected under this agreement that we made years and years ago. I get that, but I think we still we I think our, our our best bet of getting the general population on board is to make them understand how horrific cigarettes are and make them understand that the reason why cigarettes are on the market, which is crazy, they're on the market, they harm and kill people and our states our government makes money off it. And that's the only reason right, and around supports the market. It and protects yes, it. yes, and they, exactly, they support it, they protect it, so they're making money off a product that kills people. If if we can simply get that hammered into the general population's head, they go, "Oh my god, that's crazy! Why are you making?" And and it, they have to, I, something would have to happen. There's no way this can continue. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? That that's I think that's our biggest step. We we can't convince people now that vaping is better than smoking. They're not going to hear that shit. What we got to convince them now Uh, is how, yes, what they have to hear now is how horrific cigarettes are and how our government and our state is making money off selling a product that kills people. You simplify it like that, that's going to get a lot more people on board with what we're trying to say. Oh, my God. Right.
1: Not, not to mention that <laughs> cancer is a really big industry. I mean, um, b- b- putting all the cancer treatments and hospitalizations and surgeries and pharmaceutical involvement on, onto one list, you end up with this like unpronounceable large number of profit. Well, will take the cigarettes away and uh, that profit goes away. So why are all these big pharmaceuticals so interested in seeing a safer alternative wiped off the market? Right.
0: Hang on a second. I, I've one second. I g I gotta bring this up because I forgot to bring this up in the beginning when I brought you on. Um let me <laughs> this shocked me to be honest. I like I said, I follow uh uh Stefan on Facebook, and Stefan is a fan. I couldn't believe it. Of hey, King, yeah he, He's a fan <laughs> of King Diamond. I never would oh. even expect that.
1: Oh yes. It's like the early days of Crystal back in like oh, ninety eight.
0: Yes, this was this was this was back in the '80s. Um, that the, 1988, actually. This is. Let me t- stop this. This is where I remember. I remember that songs. I remember seeing at a bangers' ball and being like, mm-hmm. "Who the fuck is this guy?" And, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the way he sang, but they had this whole evil thing going on, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty." And I haven't really paid attention to it since. But I guess the guy's still fucking in concert. He's still doing concerts. I mean, does honestly does he He's honestly? What's that?
1: He's in his late 60s. Yeah, and, I know. Um, but can he that, still that, sing that like that? In San Francisco was off, off the charts amazing.
0: So he can still sing like that?
1: Yes. It's like literal, and, and you could tell that it wasn't like engineered or played back. And, and I mean, it, you, you can hear that it there's like, it doesn't have the exact same pitch anymore. But right. uh, yeah, it, it just totally blew everybody away. It was, it was pretty much sold out, too.
0: I I might I might see him if <laughs> if he came around here I might I I saw Anthrax a, 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 a few weeks ago, and they were incredible, ah. and, and they're in their sixties too, but they were fucking amazing. Yes. I mean, they sounded really good.
1: Well, it's it's the Keith Richards uh, principle, right? You you do your drugs early on, you do them heavy, and they <laughs>
0: yeah right. <laughs> Okay, so for everybody to understand— <laughs>
1: Or, or in, in King Diamond's case, it, it's probably related to devil worship, right? <laughs>
0: right, probably. So so for everybody to understand, because my listeners count on me for, for stuff that's going on, uh, if you use Blue, Enjoy, uh, Views, any of those type of products, you're probably not going to be able to get your pods— in about 30 days. They're giving them 30 days to remove them from the market before they're going to start enforcement. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do enforcement. They can barely enforce oh, what's going on with that. the industry now. How, uh, Stefan, I have – okay. So they can barely – There are 90% of the shit on the market right now shouldn't be. They have no control over it. How on God's earth are they going to enforce? Are they going to hire 5,000 people within the next 30 days? I mean how, how are they going to do that?
1: Nope, they, they simply don't have the resources for that or the financial resources to hire that many people. So any enforcement is going to basically be like setting a few examples and hoping that you scare everybody in line. Yes, that's what uh, I figured. And, and- and enforcement is basically uh, being directed at local and state levels without actually being uh, funded by any FDA efforts because you just have all these local municipalities and states pass laws that are very similar to the prohibitionist nature of the deeming regs, like um, the latest round here in California where pretty much all these tobacco control things just – like, you know, develop and faster before they fly out throughout every other state. So like San Francisco, Livermore, Richmond, and I think it's Manhattan Beach right now, uh, they, uh, sorry, no, Menlo Park, Mm -hmm. they banned the sale of all vapor products that have not been approved through PMTA. Then the attorney general provides grant money to whoever is doing the enforcement, whether it's the police department or code enforcers. So they basically spread anywhere from 100000 to half a million per municipality where they pass these laws. And, well, here's the money. Here's your task. Here's your enforcement. And since you've already made it part of these tobacco retail licenses, you have a legal framework to enforce the things that FDA will not be enforcing. Right. I mean, so yeah, this year I'm I'm expecting um, last year's local and state efforts to look like a walk in the park.
0: Yeah, right. You know, and and the other thing too is you know, it's interesting. We're we're taking these guidance, these latest guidance rules, kind of like we're kind of some people are almost celebrating it.
1: I there's, know. I've, I've seen a lot of crazy yesterday there, online. Yeah. And there's, nothing,
0: like, there's nothing to celebrate. Um, no. Wh- whether you like it or not, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people who use Blue Sigs, Enjoy, Views, mm-hmm. who use these products, and they don't follow what's going on. They're simply nope. going to show up to their convenience store a month from now, and they're going to be gone, and they're going to say, what? And, you know, what about them? And I know some of you are going to say, oh, it's time to go to a vape shop. Get the fuck out of here. Listen, if they wanted to go to a vape <laughs> shop, they would have. No, vape shop. they're not gonna a going to go to a vape shop. OK, yes. they, they want to buy their shit. Have it- you know, I remember years ago, my mother had a friend. She's like, she wants to quit smoking. She wants to start vaping. Tell her what to get, blah, blah, blah. You know, I explained everything to her. I'm like, there's. She's like, I don't give a shit. What she did was she lived in New York City. Every day she would go to a, uh, a drugstore there, uh, Dwayne Reed, I think, and she would buy two blue stick disposables because she would go through two a day. And it was expensive. The things were like 10 bucks. Oh, a yeah. day. You know, she's spending 20 bucks a day. She's like, I don't care. She goes, it's easy. I love it. It's convenient. I throw it away. All this shit you're showing me looks like it's work. I don't want, you know, <laughs> they don't want to deal with that. They're not. They this have, is
1: true. This is so true. Yes.
0: They don't want to go to a vape shop. They want to buy their little blue things and stick them out when they buy their coffee. And if that's gone, then they're probably just going to smoke. There is nothing to celebrate about what occurred the other day. So people that are celebrating, wake up. I mean, if you really gave a shit about people staying off cigarettes like you fucking claim you do, all these companies, we're in business to get people off cigarettes yeah, no, you're yeah, not. Right. You're in business to make money like everybody else. That is <laughs> that is a benefit. The benefit is is you get people off cigarettes. it's like kind of like a bonus, you know. It's like great. It's really cool that you're able to do that. That's great. But the reality is is you want to make money.
1: You well, know, it's sort of like the whole like do not ban us, just ban all our like larger scale competition (laughs) because we were doing fine converting smokers Mm -hmm. back in 2014. Okay, so basically you're saying it's great. We're totally fine converting a much smaller number of smokers every day at a much, much slower pace as long as we get to keep making money off of it. (laughs) Yet at the same time, these people are out there screaming on the top of their lungs, pointing at big tobacco saying, they're in it for the money. Well, duh. Yeah.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Duh. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. It's really nuts. So... um, And then all
1: the conversations about the wording and the language and the fact that people have their own interpretations against what is already sort of accepted as terminology within the regulatory scope and people who deal with that daily. And, like, all these, like, enormous conversations online, arguments about what words they should use... That, that doesn't help anybody do anything.
0: Right. It doesn't <laughs> at all. I mean, it's... Hang on. I, I've got to bring this up. I've been waiting to talk about this for so long. I was watching the news the other day, and I was screaming at the fucking news. Hang on. Let me find it. It is Uber. There's this guy that was on the news. Uber, dog, disability, Connecticut. Oh, it's got to bring it up. I was watching this thing on Facebook. There was this guy. Or not on Facebook, it was on the news. He was in his mid-30s. Let's say about mid-30s. I can't find it. I should have found it before I did the show. Fuck. Anyway, I don't need it. They had this guy on the news. Mid-30s. You look at him, he looks like a typically normal, healthy, mid-30s guy, right? So he has a service dog. The dog is, I'd say, a medium to not large a medium-sized dog i'd say maybe 20 to 30 pounds pretty hairy kind of looks like a mutt type of dog but you know cute dog cute dog it's his it's his service dog he has a service dog because he has narcolepsy and uh he suffers from seizures so he has a service dog which you wouldn't know looking at him right 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 so calls uber you know, it goes on the app, gets the Uber, blah, blah, blah. They come over. The first guy shows up, the Uber driver. He opens the door. He sees the guy, and he sees the guy with the dog, and they're about to get in. And the Uber driver says to him, he goes, no, 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 no. And the guy's like, wait. He's like, N- "I'm," he goes, I'm sorry. I can't I can't give you a ride. I'm sorry. You're going to have to get another driver. And he takes off. Didn't really give him an explanation. Shitty thing to do, but, you know, I didn't yeah. give an explanation. But I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, goes on. Second driver, right? <laughs> he goes to get a second driver. Second driver shows up. Guy opens the door. He says to him, "He says he tells the guy with the dog, he says listen, I'm sorry. I I have a complete fear of dogs. I I am. Oh, shit! I I was bit by a dog. I have such a fear of dogs. I I I can't do this. You're gonna. I'm sorry. You just have to get another driver. I can't. I can't do it. So instead of getting another driver, he's now suing them for discrimination." Uh, he's all over the news here locally. There, everybody's interviewing him. Uh, Uber discriminated against him uh, because uh, he's a man. He he said he was discriminated against because of his disability. Is that that's what he said?
1: Nah. Now.
0: I want to tell this motherfucker, you were not discriminated against because of your disability. Let me tell you something. Number one, when I was in, I don't know, number one, what kind of Uber he was taking. For example, I use black Uber when I use Uber. Black Uber is usually an SUV, nice leather interior. If I was driving a $65,000 Cadillac Escalade (laughs) and I pull up and you got a fucking dog there, I'm like, No. It's nothing to do with your disability. It has to do with the dog is hairy. The dog has claws. The dog's gonna fuck up my leather seats. The dog's gonna get hair all over the place. I gotta pick up customers all day. The dog could possibly vomit or pee in my. Fu- There's many fucking. You know what? I love my dog more than anything in the world, and I don't let my dog in my own fucking car. It had (laughs) nothing to do with him being disabled. You don't look at him. It had everything to do with they didn't want the dog in the car fucking up their car. I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. Now, what they're saying on the news report, and I researched it because you can't believe anything the news says, it's true, is that if you're an Uber driver, for any people that don't know this, if you're Uber drivers, if you're an Uber driver... And a person comes with a service dog, you have to give them a ride. It's not a choice. You have to.
1: Right. I, 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 I do believe that there were laws about that, which yes. uh, led to all these other interesting news stories over the past years about uh, the emo- emotional support peacock on a plane.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. You, so you have to give them a ride. Now, knowing that, I agree. I agree that if if that's the case, then these guys were wrong because it's part. They have to. Then they those two guys shouldn't be Uber drivers. Unfortunately, they shouldn't be Uber drivers because if the condition is you have to allow a service dog, then you, and you and you don't want a dog in your car, then you can't be an Uber driver. But to say right. they were discriminating against him because of his disability, are you fucking kidding me? What does the world come to? That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's insane. I mean, I can't believe that. I, I was jumping up and down. I'm like, I, I want to find this guy and get him on my podcast. And be like, what's wrong with you, seriously, <laughs> man? I mean, I come on. You know, it's that's. Ins- I get it. I
1: get. It. I feel. Well, the ba- real question is, can he bring his dog? when He comes up.
0: Can he? What? Oh yeah, sure. He can bring his dog. Absolutely. I'll talk to the dog too. I don't give a <laughs> shit. It's it's just shocking to me. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. I mean, come on, man. They weren't dis- I discriminate. I, we live in a bizarre world, you know. I, I was, I don't get it, Stefan. I, I, was a kid that none of this shit was going on. You were really, truly free. You know, it, it's to the point now where our government has too much control over us. They're, mm-hmm. yep. they're, they're not what they're doing. They shouldn't be doing. This is not what our government was designed to do. What they're doing, uh, which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, the world has gone fucking mad with uh overprotection of, of, you know, a kid has to wear, you know, here in Connecticut, I don't know about other places, but a kid has to wear a fucking helmet to ride a bike. And, right. if, and if they yep. catch your kid riding down the street without a helmet on, they'll give the parent a ticket. I told my size to fuck you, ride your bike. Let him give me a ticket because I'm not going to force that. I didn't fucking wear that shit. I remember being on a banana <laughs> bike, fucking going over jumps and wiping out and everything. We're fine. Let a kid be a kid. We're overprotecting them. This
1: is fucking oh, yes. crazy. Yes, and, and there's also no no sense of personal responsibility or responsibility for your kids because even if you force them to have a helmet on and something happens, modern day society, you just sue the maker of the bicycle, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, it's absolutely nuts. I, I don't. I don't understand what's going on in
1: this world. I, <laughs> it's it's really
0: going to shit. Well, I think
1: we skipped Idiocracy 2.0 and went straight to 3.0.
0: Well, and, and and the thing I've learned in the past three years, especially three or four years, is how dishonest the media is. And now anything I see that comes oh, over yes. the news, I just don't believe anymore. Um, CNN, I said this before, CNN should not be labeled as a news organization. They should be laid, like an entertainment, like the Jerry Springer Show. CNN is no yes. different than the Jerry Springer Show. It's purely entertainment. Uh, they take truths and they f- half-truth them and they fabricate and they add. You know, it's just insane. Um, right, you know,
1: and you can tell how the system is is pay-for-play because uh, if you're hooked into any media services that specifically filter based on, on subjects and regions and et cetera, y- you will often see that if a story is organic and it's adopted by more than, than one outlet, everybody writes their own version of it. And Sometimes those stories don't quite match. But what I see, and especially when it comes to vaping uh, over the past years, there's been this increase in syndication of stories where word for word, except for the headline, it's identical. Well, the only way to get it out there in that form is if you pay a media service like Cision and have it blasted and syndicated out there across thousands of places, whether it's websites or in print. So people are putting serious money behind getting those headlines and those stories out regardless of whether they're all exactly word for word the same right and it makes it look like there's like massive problems but that that's just like one person at one organization who was basically ordered to get that out there there might have been five people involved in building the story but you can't trust the news you can't trust the news to be actual organic factual or accurate so, well, if you don't have those things, what's the newest part? Well, Nothing. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and you know, what, And here's the thing, too. Everybody, and, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody is so mad at the media over all the reporting over the past how many months and even the reporting they're doing now. Um, for most of that time, you have to understand the media, their pass was what the CDC was saying. That was their past to be yes, able to put out yes. those stories. So you can't get mad at that. You have to get mad at the CDC. Now, why in the world is there not any sort of legal action being taken by you know against the CDC? Why isn't, for example, say VTA saying, OK, we're going to sue the CDC now because they, blat- you know, for, for, for what they did. I mean, what they did was horrific. They, they literally cost people. They killed people. They killed people by not reporting what was really going on. They used it as an opportunity to demonize this industry, which they did very, very well. Uh, It hurt me. It hurt this. This entire industry got hurt by this. I lost 40% of my sales. I mean, it's horrific um, what it did. But why is nobody going? Or is there somewhere that we can go to where they can be criminally investigated? Because honestly, what they did was criminal. What they did was criminal, right? It was well, yes, criminal because
1: they, did, they didn't inform people who were using potentially lethal products that those were the products you should absolutely immediately stop using. Right. Now, it only takes one person to to die from their um, <clears throat> criminal neglect. But how like, like, how do you shape the case? because if you're if you're shaping it in terms of of liability, you you have to have one injured party at at the very least. You need to, like, showed that they had malicious intent, which is generally sort of like really impossible. So, yeah, what are the parameters of, of criminal neglect? I mean, I'm not really a lawyer, but right. I have a feeling that might be a bit of a well, yeah, uh, that, but I, a I, I,
0: I understand that, but but here here's something interesting that I would think should be looked at. So when this all started, you had a bunch of... Uh, uh, 20-something vapors who live in their fucking parents' basement, vaping their brains out every day, yelling on social media. It was dank vapes, dank vapes, right? So, mm-hmm. and everybody ignored them because to them they were just, you know, nobody, vapors, live in their parents' basement and what do they know? Well, funny thing is, <laughs> you know, months later now you've got the CDC saying exactly what these dopey fucking vapors were saying months ago right so so how why isn't somebody saying you know it's funny you had these dopey vapors saying that's what the problem was and it took you guys what two three months to finally say how did they know when you didn't how in the world did a dopey vapor know that but you didn't how does that not how is how is a journalist not saying this is a fucking phenomenal story let me start going after the cdc and let's really find out and ask them that I mean, I would love to right, hear and, their and, answer.
1: Right, and on that score, I'm 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 not much into conspiracy theories because a lot of the vapor conspiracy theories are like absolutely inc- inaccurate and incorrect. But this this whole thing where you jump on a new story and then blow it out of proportion. And yes, okay, there's there's people who've died. I mean, let's I mean that that happened. Yeah, but. They jumped on it so fast. Well, these things do not happen in a vacuum. So what if tobacco control already knew that there were vaping-related illnesses going on? It wasn't until CDC started mandating that they get reported that it becomes a news item because now there's data, right? Yeah. So how is it possible that Carol Magruder was in a hearing – Three months prior in San Francisco, literally saying, well, we all know these products kill people, but uh, let's take Juul. Like, Juul kills people, but is it only like three out of ten or four out of ten, or are they killing five out of ten? That's literally what she said. I've got it on video. Right. That was the first time that tobacco control started using terminology about debt and killing, and how these products are lethal—that had never happened before. Of course, our assumption was they're over uh, over dramatizing things because, well, we're in a massive fight over a major ordinance. But how come they had their their story already made up before
0: it became news? Right. Listen, you want to be you want to play this, I and I've said this on my podcast before. I'm not believing for a second. Someone just happened to put some bad THC carts out on the market. I just don't believe that. I I I, nah. I firmly believe that somebody, somewhere, this this was created. They knew if they put these things out on the market that vaping would be blamed for it. It was the perfect storm. It was actually the perfect crime. I, I, I don't know if that happened. That's just a crazy thought in my head. but.
1: Well, it's, it's certainly perfect if you look at what's, what's going to very likely, can't say too much about it, very likely going to happen in the coming few weeks here in California. Once again, we're sort of like the petri dish of all things, tobacco control. Uh, there, there, There's very serious going on where future legislation is no longer focused on nicotine slash tobacco products slash vaping, but, but they're trying to fit. The term vaping to be more comprehensive around other substances as well, and we recently had a had a Senate hearing uh, late last year where this came up, and um, some of the folks, folks we're we good with in, in Sacramento have <clears throat> exchanged some some thoughts on the subject. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next year we're going to see more legislation that covers all forms of substances that are vaped. Now, if you're going to write legislation that includes nicotine vaping while it is a safer product and meant meant to keep people off people off of smoking and you're going to throw in all the other stuff I am I'm, I'm not sure I I have a feeling it's not going to be good for vaping for for nicotine vaping.
0: Right, right. Well, what does Dimitri think?
1: Oh boy.
0: Interesting. <laughs> what does Matt from Suck My Mod think? I like it. He likes it. So they both. <laughs> <laughs> does Hey, hey, does, does, does Dimitri still hate you? I know for a while he hated you. Does he still hate you? <laughs>
1: you... I have no idea. I never see or hear him. So uh, no clue.
0: Really? That's it. Yeah, I, I haven't spoke to well, I, I spoke to him last year at, at uh, NV, I think it was we uh, about a year ago. We had dinner, me, him and Phil and Jay and some others. It was, it was nice to see him. But I haven't spoken to him since then, so I have no idea if his, of his hatred of you or non-hatred of Nick, you. Nick, I'm not mad at you. I really am not. <laughs> I'm just disappointed.
1: <laughs> uh, By the way, that also means you were at like one of the last faith expos known to mankind.
0: Yeah, you know, well, what's, what's crazy now is... Vape expos have, be you know, I know people are getting upset. Oh, the FDA showed up. Well, now they're they're just the perfect place for the FDA to get all you idiots together and point you all out and say, okay, you're out, you're out, and, and it's a good way to catch a bunch of people. Oh uh, well, a- yeah, <laughs> I mean a vape convention. <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what it's turned into. It's turned into a place where the FDA can go bust you. Who the fuck? Is- I'm never doing one again. I'll tell you that. The fuck that? I mean, and, and I'm not even doing anything wrong. I have a registered. Company, everything, but I mean, it, th- th- those those got to be well, I'm done, not right? Sure
1: what's worse, whether, whether to have elected officials? Like, I I'm not sure what's worse, having elected officials at, a, at an expo or having FDA at an expo. Because I remember, like, ECC 2014, there were a few elected officials who were invited, yeah. and they walked in, immediately turned around, and walked straight out yeah. after <laughs> they saw all these black balls yeah, right. being thrown by all these like scantily dressed women. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, these people are insane. <laughs> I,
0: I remember being at, uh, um, in 2012 or 2011, I think it was 2011, or 2000, it was very early on. I was at uh, that one in Virginia, the uh, the vapor VaporCon, or VapeCon, or whatever the fuck it was, something like uh-huh. that, VaporCon, I think it was I, was, I was there, and I remember there were some people from RJ Reynolds there, and they were walking around and looking oh, at sure. the stuff, I mean, yeah. and they were checking everything out. And I remember after I went up to them, and uh, I said, so what do you think? And I, it was a woman and a guy. And I remember the woman turned to me, and she's like, yeah, I think it's a fad. And I'm like, okay. I said it's not, but interesting uh, perspective. She, that, that was straight out of her mouth. I think this is a fad. Uh, they were uh, – but you know what? I've,
1: I've, I've heard that too. I've, uh, yep.
0: but, but, but they were kind of right, It kind of. Vaping in general yes, wasn't a fad and it's never going to be a fad, but what, you know, what we were doing years ago, when, when I started working, when the vape shop came here, right? Our first, it was like our third vape shop, when Vapor Venue came in and I started working there Vapor Venue. Um, mm-hmm. I really believe that, you know, I had left a 14 year job to do that because I really believed that this is it. I mean, this is here to stay. This is not a fad. This is like, this is going to go on forever. I mean, I was like everybody else. I really believed it. Like, like this is never going to go. <laughs> and and vaping hasn't gone. But what we were doing was, you know, the days of a new dripper coming out or a new juice, right, com- right. that's all gone. That's not coming back. I know some of you so bad want that to come. It's not coming but back. It's, it was a fad. It just was. It it's, was it's, a fad.
1: It's sort of like any industry. I mean, you, you, you don't really eradicate a complete product category. What happens is things transform. Yes form. And just like we eclipsed patches and gum in those products, then another wave came in and then you get the pod systems. They, in terms of sales and, and, and popularity, eclipsed all the hobbyists products that were out there like this just like keeps transforming and every time you have a community build up of people who are passionate about a certain subject any change that doesn't fit what their community was originally about and and has evolved around it's rejected as a a threat a a a very unwelcome change
0: yeah and 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 the crazy thing here is we didn't even have a flavor ban we didn't have any of that shit here nothing was banned here yet I'd say at this point, 70% of the vape shops that were in Connecticut are gone. They're gone. You want to know why? Because most of them service the hobbyist vapor. We really in Connecticut need one shop. There's only right. enough yep. business for one shop. That's it for the entire state. There's there's not, this is just not what it is anymore. Um, and it's not going to be that way again. It just—I it was fun. Listen, I loved it too. I remember some months we were doing. There were some months we were doing sixty thousand fucking dollars a month. I'm like, holy shit! I mean, it was—it <laughs> was great. It was, I listen, I get it. But that's over. That's never going to happen again. It's just not. It's—it's it's done. Um, and, and yes That's
1: right i mean they were right about that portion of of what was going on around vaping it was certainly a fad because even though it took it, it lasted for a few years yeah that part's a fad i mean thing, things are sort of professionalizing yeah. part of that means a lot of a lot of business stakeholders just move on or go out of business or fall ill on on the regulations they have to do. I mean it's sort of you you know the cycle of life in business. Or or
0: you have to, you know, think of 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 other creative ways or other ways or other things you can do in an industry. You're right, or outside this industry. Excuse me, I'm gonna be doing something that's inside this industry, but I'm not gonna be regulated by the FDA. I'm gonna be doing something that I'm not regulated. I don't have to worry about that shit. I could just fucking sell my product and be fine. How long is it going to last? I don't know. I hope it lasts as long I mean, as it possibly can, but it is what it is. And and, and I, ha- I have to do something other than tea time. I have to, you know, you just got to conform.
1: Well, yeah, you, you have to simply because we, we all we all know what would like the tread level of PNTA coming up in right, all Right. Right. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're, you're, you're not at the stage where you've got all your PNTA No. PMTA no, documents uh, no uh, listen, <laughs> listen, as it, as it
0: stands right now, as it stands right now, um, you'll have to submit them by May. There's no way. I, I mean, listen, I could submit the thing. It's free to submit it. There's not gonna be anything on it. I'll have my daughter draw something on it with a crayon, who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but the reality is, is, and then within that you're, you're literally, you know, you're going to have that period. You're going to have a 12-month period between May and then where you can still pretty much get away with selling. But pretty much after that 12 months, if, it's if, done. If you're lucky. Yes, you know, they, yes. They
1: reject your application for being incomplete. Right. In which case, it doesn't last that long. And right. If they actually do accept your application right. and then review it, it could technically rejected in the first week. Right, right.
0: So, yeah. And it it, it all depends. But you can also not – there's also companies that aren't going to submit anything, and they're just going to go on until they're told to stop. I mean, that's what everybody's going to do.
1: yeah. I I actually had like a a fairly substantial manufacturer like a week ago tell me, yo, bro, we got all our forms filled out. We're like actually like really going to do this, bro. Oh, my God. It's so intimidating, bro. And the check we had to write to FDA, bro, I've never written a bigger check in my life, bro. I'm not even going to tell you how big it was and i'm just sitting there going like i wish you would say that shit in public because i would yeah, yeah explain to you that that's not how any of that works
0: yeah but no, no <laughs> in the
1: meantime you're out there going like yeah people should have me on the shelves because like we're really doing this thing oh, a bunch of like literally the, the worst of the worst of the industry is like literally floating to the hopped the past year isn't
0: yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> it is it it is it really is it's crazy it, you're 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 right and you know, I, I i see a lot of that too you know hey we're we're supporting advocacy you should have us on your shelves uh the reality is is if you're a vape shop owner you want you want what's going to make you the most money is what you're going to sell and and, it, and it's crazy too that i see them all going to cbd it's so silly they think the answer is cbd you need to wake up once. You, you if,
1: can buy CBD everywhere at rock bottom prices. Right. What's your competitive angle? Like,
0: well, well, here's – but here's the thing. Everybody is pushing for our federal government to legalize marijuana. You don't want that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Once they legalize marijuana, they're going to regulate the fuck out of it. You don't want it legalized. Right now, it's best the way it is. Well,
1: look look, Look, look at Chicago. Yeah. The, the, the tax on weed, I mean, we've seen the receipts and yeah, shit. it's outrageous. Uh, look at California. Hey, recreational is totally legal. They've got all these problems where like 80% of all wheat sales are still pretty much black market. That's because right. It's impossible to get the license. The licenses are unaffordable.
0: And what's crazy about Los Angeles- The
1: regulations are like a total mess.
0: Yeah. And what's crazy about there in Los Angeles around that area, all around there, is that they open up these shops that are totally illegal shops. They're selling it black market, but you don't know. I mean, for all you know, it is a legal shop. And I guess there's so many of them, and it's such they have no control over it. True. I mean, that's nuts. That <laughs> they just they can just do that. But yeah, it's not just it's not just taxing the hell out of it. I start worrying about now. What are they now? For example, I'm a uh, I just use a uh, dry herb. I I don't do the dabbing or any of that stuff. I've tried the vape cartridges. It's just not the same to me. I just think the best is dry herb. I get a pretty high THC dry herb from my uh, dispensary. What if Now, when the government comes, they could say, hey, listen, we're not going to allow anything over 20% THC. Well, fuck that shit. I need more than 20%. And you know, the, the, when, when you get government involved, they're going to start regulating it, <laughs> cutting it. It's this and that, and they're going to fuck it all up. You really don't want marijuana to be federally regulated. I know you people think you do, but you don't. You really don't. The well, laws are
1: sort of like the old saying: If you want things fucked up properly, you need to get the FDA. You need to get the government involved. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nobody does a better job at fucking shit up
0: right now in Connecticut. If let's say you're a weeds, I'm a patient. I'm a medical marijuana patient, but let's say you're not. Let's because I wasn't for forever. You know, I've been for three years, but prior than that, I wasn't. I go buy my fucking weed. I never bought over a half ounce because in Connecticut, if you get caught with anything under an ounce, you only get a ticket. They take you weed, they give you a ticket, and you go home. I mean, you'd much rather be able to buy your weed at an affordable price, get the weed that you want, the kind that you want, you know, buy it from somebody. And if you get caught with well, then just pay the fucking ticket. Because if the government starts coming and that's gone, motherfucker, now you're going to have to buy it from from them. And it's going to be their way and the way they want it. And it's going to be taxed the fuck out of it. And your and you're $60 quarters are now $120 a quarter. And you're going, what the fuck? And you don't want it legalized.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right. In the meantime, just pay the fine. Because, you know, if you pay the yeah. taxes, you're going to lose more that's on right. a product that you didn't want.
0: That's right. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Now, luckily here, we don't have a tax on medical marijuana. So, um, I'm paying street prices, you know, around 30 bucks an eighth, 20, 25 to 30 mm-hmm. bucks an eighth, 60, 70 a quarter. Um, but what's nice here is they sell pre-rolled. So I just buy the pre-rolled ones cause they're so simple. Um, and they have everything there. They have edibles. They have they have all kinds of shit. They have those dabs that people that are like ninety percent THC. I don't know who the fuck wants to do that. I don't know who the
1: fuck wants to
0: be that high. That that just doesn't under, I don't understand that. But uh Yeah
1: people with a very, very high tolerance.
0: I guess. I mean you gotta have some tolerance. I I, I just I I've honestly never done dabs. I've never had a desire to do dabs. I don't need that kind of uh I don't need that in my life. (laughs) I fire my fucking joints and my – I I usually have a beer a night, maybe two beers, because I love all these craft beers. These breweries, I don't know about in other states, but they're popping up all over Connecticut. They're everywhere now. It's like everybody has a brewery in every town, and Mm -hmm. they're great, Stefan, because the beer is so fucking fresh. Oh, it's so fresh. It's so delicious. We All summer, I'd go off with my friend on our motorcycles, and we fucking just go to breweries and fucking try all these wonderful beers. Um, but it's like this big thing here in in, in, in Connecticut now, which I think is going to be a fad. I think that's eventually going to uh, go because I don't know how 2,000 breweries can survive. Right. But,
1: you you end up with exactly the same problem, and right. we've seen it here as well. I mean the, 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 the micro-brew, mini businesses have been really popping up. A few actually – Groups substantially in size, but the number of beer cartons in, in in the major cities that are popping up are uh, hey, I like them no complaints from complaints from me.
0: <laughs> yeah no no, I love them. I think they're great. I love trying all these beers. I didn't realize how much I like beer. I didn't realize how I wouldn't say bad, but how different the taste is from being in a can. you know I you can buy cans oh, very, too. yes yeah I mean it's am- yes, totally different. It's amazing like I'll I'll go drink there's this beer. That I'm gonna go get probably either well not tonight because I'm gonna be watching golf tonight, but tomorrow I'll go get it. Um, I'm gonna go get this beer. It's called the Werder Series, and it's a raspberry lime beer, and they brew it in real raspberries and lime. It's the most delicious fucking thing I've ever had in my life. It's like 14 bucks for four of them, which is insane. But it's <laughs> yes. so good that it's I'm stupidly buying it like oh, I'll take a four pack. But even drinking it here, it's not the same as when they pour it out of that tap there and you drink it. Oh, my God. It's just – it's so, it's so well, it's, amazing. It's
1: also chilled at the right temperature, right? Because that, right. that also matters because certain beers are better at certain temperatures. And if you have them at a, at a lower or a higher temperature, either the, the cold is going to, like, take part of the flavor away or the fact that they're too warm and it just sort of tastes like, tastes like horse piss. Right. Temperature is important.
0: Temperature is very important. Just like this post-shift Pilsner that I'm drinking. It's delicious. All right. Like I said, <laughs> golf starts at 6 o'clock. It starts at 6 o'clock because they're playing in Hawaii. Yes, I watch golf. Yes, I love golf. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. I love golf. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Alice I Cooper love plays golf. Oh, yes. Yes, Alice Cooper does play golf. Uh, it's just amazing what these guys – If you've ever played <laughs> the game of golf, you would understand how amazing it is what they're doing. Um, I don't know how – they fucking do that shit it's it, it's unbelievable and and i love watching it so anyway they're playing in hawaii they're five hours behind so they're starting and i can't wait to spend my friday night watching golf and drinking beers and smoking <laughs> weed and that one isn't that a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> night stefan <laughs> that was a wonderful night i'm so excited
1: <laughs> hey, it sounds like
0: a fun night to me yeah oh and, and doing tea time business i have to do i have to finish up my orders i have tea time orders that i much much must wrap up I make sure every day, tea time, nobody waits when they order tea time. I mean, usually 90% of the time, within 24 hours, it's going out. I find that amazing sometimes when you order things. You know what I noticed? I noticed before with, is this with you too? Before with Amazon, I had the option of same, same day shipping or it was next day with pretty much everything I was looking at, right? Now those options are gone. I don't have, there's no more same day or next day. Everything, like now if I order something today, Friday, it says I'll get it on Monday. Huh. Is that is that for you too? Because it's like that here. They, they just started doing that like right after Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck? Now we can't get shit same day or next day anymore. We gotta wait like three or four.
1: Actually paid attention to that really, but yeah, look uh, at it. Look, at, did you mention it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, you know, I used there was a lot of shit I could get if I ordered it in the morning. I'd have it the same day, gone. I like for example, I buy my uh my uh, labels that I use for my printer for my business, I get off Amazon and I used to be able to get them very next day. If I ordered it on Tuesday, I have it by Wednesday. Now, if I order it, they want me to wait three or four days. Huh? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if that's just an Amazon thing or if that's a here thing, because, because I'll tell you what,
1: maybe they want, they want you to, to like uh, pay for prime and and all that stuff. Well, I do.
0: I do pay for prime. I'm a prime member. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. I'm a prime member. So, and, and I, I do use Amazon quite a bit. I mean, it's very convenient. Um, you know, if, if I if I run low on bags or whatever I need, anything I need, I mean, it's such a fucking convenient. It's a shame because it's such a monopoly and it's actually very bad for the country, but I like it. <laughs> it's very yes, convenient.
1: It you know, just like with vaping, convenience matters.
0: Yes, yes, it does. And Google is creating a monopoly. I saw a thing about that. You should all be concerned about Google creating a monopoly. That's funny. I say Google and my phone's popping up and recording everything I'm saying right now. (laughs) I wish I could show people this. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, uh, they, they, they are absolutely creating a monopoly and everybody should be scared. There's no question. I understand you would say, well, there's still stuff like Yahoo. You that the fuck who uses Yahoo? I don't know, a motherfucker you that uses, uses Yahoo. That? I, you know, I have thousands of. I mean, cu- shit, a- let's
1: go back to AOL or CompuServe, right?
0: You know what? I'll tell you something. I still see, you know, the only emails that I, I have thousands of customers. I tell you, I never see a Yahoo email ever. I've seen AOL ones. I've seen MSN ones. I've seen uh, – let's go back to Netscape. I've seen uh, – you know, my mother worked for SNET, Southern New England Telephone, which doesn't even exist anymore, right? They, AT&T bought them out like, I don't know, 20 years ago, but she still uses her SNET.net <laughs> email address. I'm like, how the fuck? They don't even exist anymore. She's like, well, I got grandfathered in. Um, so I've seen everything, but I don't see Yahoo. Who the fuck uses Yahoo? And how the fuck nope. is AOL still even a website? You see that shit? They're, 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 oh, not AOL. I'm sorry. Um, um, not AOL. MySpace. MySpace Wait, is still- Wait, still exists? That still exists. How crazy is really? that? Yes. I don't know how. I don't know a motherfucker who uses MySpace, but it still exists. <laughs> oh, hell.
1: I just brought it up. It, it does exist. <laughs> yeah, it still exists. Whoa. It looks like shit.
0: <laughs> it does. It looks horrible. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those bad uh, website themes that that you buy for like forty bucks, and and you know it tries to be all like cool and interactive, and it has too much going on, and that that's what it looks like—a very very poorly done seventy-dollar website.
1: But it still uh, exists. Exactly, yes. It looks like a cheap WordPress team that just like pops a bunch of featured images and headlines, and that's it.
0: Now, you want to know something that doesn't exist anymore that that was a very popular, like back in the, God, late 90s, early 2000s. Remember Rotten.com?
1: Oh, yes, I do.
0: Rotten.com was like, like you wanted to see anything. In fact, yeah. <laughs> Rotten.com, I remember years and years and years ago, I was listening to a Howard Stern show, um, and... They were talking about the guy who uh, the terrorist cut his head off and they videoed it. It was back uh-huh. in the early 2000s. He was a journalist. I can't remember his name.
1: Right, right. That was one of the very first yes. ones that, that, it, that made like massive yes. international news for days on that. Yep, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and it was
0: on Rotten.com. So I'm like, oh, do I really want to see this? And I'll never, I did. I ended up watching it. I watched most of it. I had to stop it towards the end. Um, And I always regretted watching that. That haunted me forever. And what haunted me wasn't them cutting his head off. What haunted me was after they did it, the absolute joy in their faces. They were happy. They were smiling. They were cheering. They were generally happy. Like You could see how happy they were and I remember right, thinking, and, and, like, yeah, with, holy with, with
1: fuck! With material like that, it's 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 often not the the visual aspects because a lot of people are desensitized by by horror movies with great special effects and stuff. It's the fucking sound.
0: Yeah, it, that and it was just it, it was disturbing. Like like how can you do that to somebody and be so generally happy? I was just so just dist- I wish I never saw it. I to this day I wish mm-hmm. I never saw it. Um, but. I did and, and and but that's what rotten.com was. It was just all this like fucked up shit. Like pictures and videos and like people committing right. suicide. Road accidents yeah, like just fucked up stuff and autopsies and Yeah, <laughs> yeah, autopsies. <laughs> it was kind of like like when I was a kid, they had a video series called Faces of Death.
1: Oh, and, I remember that. Yep. Oh, God, the thing with the little monkey.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, oh god, I remember the mo- yeah, eating the monkey brains and mm-hmm. I'll never forget my father got a copy of it. I was maybe 10 years old at the time. And he had gotten a copy of it. And my brother was four years older. He was 14. So my father and his brother were going to watch it. And I wanted to watch it too. And my mother's like, no, no, no. My father's like, if he wants to watch it, let him watch it. (laughs) So I watched it. And yes, they were eating the monkey brains on there. And again, out of that whole thing that I saw, and I saw some fucked up shit on that video. I was only 10 years old. The one thing that stuck with me all to this day, even to right now, to today when I'm speaking to you, there was a guy on there. And they were filming him, and he was on top of a building, and he was threatening to jump. And, you know, they're saying, don't do it. But all, it was in New York City, but all the people below were cheering, jump, 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 jump. I mean, they were cheering for him to jump. So he was, like, hanging on to this ledge, and he was facing all the people standing on the building, and they kind of focus in on him. And when they focused in on him, you can see in his eyes that he was just already dead. Like there was no life in him. His, his eyes mm-hmm. were lifeless. His face was lifeless. And then he just lets go and he, f- and he falls. And you hear smack. And right. they run over with the camera. And then everybody I was cheering jump, all of a sudden, they just shut the fuck up. It was almost like dead silence. Like a few people screamed, but everybody else just shut the fuck up.
1: Um, yeah, it, I, I remember that. I mean, I was, it was so I think dis- a little older, 12 or 13, maybe at the time. And, um, by the way, your, your dad, it sounds like mine because it was pretty much the same sort of situation. Hey, yeah. who wants to see it. Yeah. It was reality. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. So let me, and, and it was, and, I, and that just gave me nightmares. I'll never forget that. I don't know why i have all the fucked up things. And there were some fucked up things they did on those videos. That was the one thing that, that stuck with me. I mean, I, I don't know why but it was they had cannibalism on there they had all kinds of fucked up shit on there but anyway that that's what rotten.com was like and now not anymore now well now i guess the replacement for that would be something like like 4chan or i don't know i don't know what they would even
1: i'm, I'm uh, god i haven't seen 4chan in more more years than i can count
0: yeah, that that's... Uh... I mean,
1: I know it still exists, but...
0: Oh, it exists. And there's some... Uh, I, 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 che- I know a 4chan because like three or four months ago, something happened in the media where 4chan was involved. I'm like, what the fuck is 4chan? <laughs> so I went on and I'm like, holy shit. I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of fucking fucked up shit on there. I mean... You it see still some... exists. <laughs> yeah, you want to see some fucked up shit, go to 4chan. There's some fucked up shit on there. But anyway, Stefan, I want to thank you for coming on. <laughs> Um, Sure,
1: you're welcome anytime.
0: I I greatly appreciate it. Some of my listeners will be upset. I don't care. They can fuck off. Let
1: them be upset.
0: That's right. I enjoy having you on. It's been a long time, and and the information is valuable that you have. And keep on doing what you're doing. I know you do. I know you have some detractors out there, but fuck them. And Stefan's not being negative when he's posting this stuff. He's just saying (laughs) this is the reality of what's going on. You should wake up and kind of check it out. He's not a negative person. Don't be like that. And
1: Oh, and, and if I'm being sarcastic and facetious about things, it's mostly because I would like people to reflect in a mirror and actually like look at themselves and go, yeah, haven't lifted a finger all year, including my own city. Right. Darn. Yeah. And I'm here online complaining.
0: Yep. Well, that's how most of mirror, it works. <laughs> that's how most of it works. They don't do anything. They complain when something happens. It's nuts. But uh, I thank you for coming on. I greatly appreciate it and uh we'll talk to you soon
1: okay sounds good I you mean, have fun with your golf
0: i will thank you later okay talk to you later Bye. yes my golf i have to watch my golf i don't know when i'm doing a podcast next it could be a week it could be two weeks could be a month it's whenever i feel like it and really i wanted to do one not just talk about the fda stuff i really want to talk about the 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 guy suing uber for discrimination that just drives me nuts i i mean i mean. I need logical people to hear this. (laughs) It's crazy. Let me shut off the phone lines. Phone lines are done. So that's it. I'm done. I'm wrapping it up. Thank you for listening. Again, this replay will be up within the next couple of days. Just give me the weekend. I've got a lot of work to do. But it will be up soon. And that is it. I am out.